Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 Show served up hot and fresh here on the fan. Do not forget Friday, Friday, Friday at Wendy's. Let's nugget out together. Four chicken nuggets for free at Wendy's all day Friday, starting at 10:30 in the morning. From 10:30 in the morning on, no purchase necessary. You simply can drive to the drive-thru, say, I want my free four-piece chicken nugs, because we want to nugget out together. And you get your four-piece chicken nuggets. Again, you're going to want to get a frosty and some fries, and you can't just get chicken nuggets and go to the Wendy's. you got to get everything else to go along with it. But you can get those for free, right? No purchase necessary on Friday at Wendy's. Take advantage of some free food you some more chili. from we'll do a lot of chili Wendy's. Yeah. You could also do some chili with it, too. And then you have the chili nuggets like Gary likes having. We dump yeah, the, yeah, the nuggets yeah, into a, a chili, and you're all set. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from the Green Bay Press Gazette, he is Pete Doherty. Pete, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, what's going on? Well, there's a draft tomorrow, uh, which is good for Sports Talk Radio. Uh, we're very happy and excited to talk about the draft. Uh, Pete, oh, wait, can I do a disclaimer real quick to Pete? Just, Pete, I apologize, Steve. Don't forget where you Pete, just so you know, Gary's going to ask you about Tampa later in the show. He's going to yell at you now if you don't agree with him. So, okay, go ahead, Steve. Wow. I'm guessing he wants O.J. Howard, huh? Uh, we'll get to it. Just, just stand well, by. We'll, right? we'll, we'll save it. We'll okay. save I'll, it. I'll prepare to be yeah, we'll save it. Yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> You'll get through it. We all get through it. Hey, uh, Ben, so when we when we he listened to Brian Gutenkunz in his teleconference uh, that he did, I listened to it. I kind of got excited. I kind of get the feeling, and maybe I'm reading too much into it being media guy my whole life, but I kind of get a feeling like he may be getting ready to swing for the fences uh, day one tomorrow and really try to hit a home run with a big-name uh, wide receiver prospect or something along those lines. That was the vibe I got from it. But you're talking all the scouts and all the teams and all that other stuff. What's the vibe you get on what the Packers are thinking going into tomorrow? Yeah, draft season, it is so hard to filter and figure out 
the smoke from the actual fire, what's real, mm-hmm. you know, what are the smoke screens. Um, I think if you go, the one thing you can conclude, if you go by the words he said and you look at his history the last two years and all the trading he's done in the first round, um, he sure sounds like he's looking to deal. Um, could be up, could be back. I think there are good arguments for both. The cost of moving up is a lot, and they got a lot of needs, so they got to be careful there. Um, and moving back gets you an extra pick and gives you some more maneuverability. I guess if I had to, I'm not sure what you guys think, but, I mean, if I had to just put money on it, I would guess maybe a little more likely than that that he moves. Um, but, it all, you know, it's, you got to find a partner to tango with, too. Go ahead, Gary. No, go ahead, Leroy. Well, yeah, I'm because I'm ready. Cause Gary ain't ready. He he go wait ahead, for the Tampa question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, uh, Pete. I don't now. If I hear for whatever reason they move up, it's in one particular guy I want. If they go back, I don't have a problem with that. You know, anyway. I mean, they. I mean, I, I think in the in the past, Ted just falls in love with all these picks, and then he gets all the undrafted free agent guys. But one of my biggest threats is that they move up and get a guy that no one knows, and it's a shocker like Rashad Gary. But if they move up and they select Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from OU, I'm going to be ecstatic, Pico. There's your guy, the middle linebacker, for a decade. That if they trade up, I'm guessing it's for either Murray or Queen. Um, it sure sounds to me, I don't know what the people you talk to say, Leroy, but I think sounds to me like Murray's going to come off the board first between those two. So I'm wondering if he's just going to be just a little out of Gutekunst's reach, like it might take too much to go up and get him. Where with Queen, it sounds like there's an outside chance he makes it to 30, but maybe if you trade a four and jump ahead of Baltimore, you can get him at 27. And so I'm kind of thinking, I, you know, you'll get more of the reasoning, but that's basically one of the scenarios I think is, is you know, maybe likely or, you know, as good a guess as I can make at this point, put it that way. And if you're thinking of what's more likely to happen, though, it feels mm-hmm. like if it's a receiver that they trade down. It sure, it sure feels like it. Now, the one thing we – yeah, I was just – funny a scout i was talking to today said the strength of this draft at receiver you know you got the top four guys but they're i think it's yeah four they'll probably go in the top 17 18 picks that includes jefferson he said then the strength of the receiving is early second round because of all those guys and so that would go along with what you're thinking there gary now the one thing you never know is like you could take a guy like Ayuk, for instance they might have him ranked as the third best receiver, even though, yeah. you know, the general consensus seems to be, if you read everybody online, is um, that he's more like fifth. They might have him at second or third, so they, rather than trade back, they might think he's a cut above the rest and just grab him at 30. But, you know, I'm kind of in agreement there. I'm thinking if they don't get one of the inside linebackers, that there's a decent chance they trade back to the early 30s. And they'll have, out of all those receivers, you know, you got Ayuk and uh, Rieger from TCU and Pittman from USC and Mims from Baylor mm-hmm. and Chenault from Colorado. There should be at least one and probably two or three of those guys to pick from if you trade back to 35 or 36. Um, and so then you pick up an extra pick that you can either use on a player or use to 
trade up in the second or third round. So I'm kind of on board with you there. This is just, it's always impossible to to, to know what they're going to do. And there just seem to be so many right. plausible possibilities this year for the Packers. Yeah. And by them having 10 picks, I mean, I'm a big on Denzel Mims because I saw him play, Pete. The guy catch radius is just amazing with the speed and size and everything. I, I mean, he would be pretty good. And they would have a big receiving core that happens. But it just seemed like to me, if that happens, and I, we've also heard from people that it may be a run of tackles may be going. So if the receivers start going and, and that's a nice tackle sitting there at 30. Do you think they just say, listen, I draft maybe a right tackle or a potential left tackle and move him over, move him over to protect Aaron Rodgers? How do you think that'll go with the fan base, though? Well, it's not very sexy or exciting, so the fans will probably be a big wow for them. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a very plausible scenario from the guys I've talked to. It sounds like. There's, you know, there's about four guys for that tackles for that spot. It sounds like uh, that Cleveland guy from Boise State is probably the best yeah. scheme fit. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Jackson from USC might go in the 20s. I mean, nobody's sure about these about these guys. So yeah, it's possible. You know, the getting back to the receiver thing for a second. I'm I'm just kind of curious what uh, what you guys think. Where so I'm going back and forth on this. I mean, they've got up they got five receivers, six four or taller. Now. Right. You know, if they if they take one in the if they take um, uh, the guy from Baylor, Mims, then you know there's another one, another big guy. Yeah. Um, now I'm assuming he's a better prospect, but do they need to? Are they better off adding a different body type and a a guy like Ayuk or Rieger instead, who's smaller and quicker? I mean, do they need somebody different, or is Gutekunst just love height, height and speed so much that it's a no-brainer that he'd pick that guy out of the other two? Well, for me, I, I'm gonna give you my guy. I mean, I, I don't—he's not a first-round talent, but I sure think they can get him. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., kid out of Kentucky, that did just a little bit of everything for him. He's about five ten, five eleven, runs about a four four. He's a guy I think most certain that they can fit in the slot. You're right; they've got a lot of guys that are all the same. You got to remember uh, what St. Brown is also coming back next year too. He's and there's another guy. guy that's six three, six four. They, they need, to me, not necessarily a gadget guy, but they most certainly need a slot guy within the offense, something that looks Just like different. Randall Cobb. Yeah, it's amazing. Those two guys are the same story, right? They go to Kentucky yep. as quarterbacks and then get switched out. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking, I've talked myself into thinking that they'll look for a different body type and skill set mm-hmm. for if they draft a receiver in the first two rounds than they would, you know, than they have already on the roster, but I mean, I could be all wet there, and it could be that, you know, Gutekunst is always going to err on the side of size and catch radius. Yeah. Yeah, we don't so, know yet. Let, yeah. Pete, let, let's get to this Tampa stuff. I have one, and then Gary have one. Now, I did tweet about this. I I did want them to trade for O.J. Howard, and um, I don't know what you would get for him. I mean, He's a young guy. They're not going to use him in that particular offense, especially with Gronk for one year. They're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Um, do you think that's something they may do? I don't know about giving Tampa the 30th pick or a second round or third round pick. I don't know what he's worth. But a guy that size in that offense is just like what you would have had with Jimmy Graham, but way younger. Yeah, you know, he's a really talented guy. 
I, I wondered that too, and I, you know, I never got around to asking the couple guys I talked to this morning about we just talked draft. Um, you know, my, I, I thought it was a real possibility, and I think I saw a tweet from somebody today. I read so much, but it was somebody who I thought was kind of credible, saying that Tampa's asking for a lot, and they're, you know, they're they're happy to have both Howard and Gronkowski and have two good tight ends if need be. I'm thinking, I don't know, based on his talent, unless the Packers have learned something about the guy that's a real turnoff, I'm thinking I could see trading a three for him, I think. I don't know why I wouldn't go any higher than that. And I don't know if that's enough to, to get it done. Then, you know, then receiver's less of a, less of a need because this guy has the, you know, downfield speed to stretch defenses, like, you know, kind of like Jared Cook did. So um, you'd take a big, you know, you'd, move a need down your board at least a little bit. So I, I was thinking, you know, a three might be worth looking into. Pete Doherty, what about Percy Harvin, who has come out and said that he's considering coming back, and he's been working out with a former Olympian, and he's in great shape. His family's good. His mind's right. Uh, and he's talking about coming back. A small 31-year-old who hasn't played for, what, four years, three and a half years? Three years, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, no thanks. It's gonna have to be out of, it'll have to be on a minimal deal. Nobody's going to give him any money. I mean, he's going to have to come yeah. back on a veteran's minimum type type deal, I would think. Yeah, and that's just in the eight, you know, 31 years old uh, for a small receiver. That's starting to get up there. Um, I would, especially with the draft, I'm assuming they're going to bring in at least one guy. I think I'd probably just have to pass if I were the Packers unless they know something, you know, going on with them that, that we don't and that he's still running in the four fours. Pete, what do you think will be affected most because of this virtual draft? I mean, will it be the undrafted free agents and how that goes about? Will it be trades or how, how do you think this gets impacted the most? But for me right away, I'm thinking to myself, well, these coaches aren't going to have nearly as much say as they would if they were all in one room together. Like I, I just don't see as much banter probably happening uh, when it's time to make that pick, as you might have had before. Yeah, it's um, you know, I've seen speculation on all this stuff on both sides of every argument. More trades, less trades, you know, because guys will be doing impulse deals where they don't have anybody, you know, telling them no. Uh, but the, or the communication's so hard that they can't do the deal. One of the guys I talked to this morning said the deals are going to have to be worked out right, you know, even before your pick comes up because once you're on the clock and the communication is slower. You know, he thinks that could be an issue. Um, so I don't know that I have an opinion worth hearing on this. I really have have no clue. I'm kind of, I don't know. I, it seems like all these the new breed of GMs, they like the deal. I'm just kind of thinking there's going to be a lot of trades. And I'll watch and they'll be like two, you know, the first round. But um, I, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of trades. So I think yeah. it's more, it's probably the undrafted thing. You know, that's the one that consistently mm-hmm. comes up that's going to be more, more difficult to do and a little more chaotic. I got a question on that because I think most people think, and I don't know if they're all going to be in a separate room, but I think there may be a consensus of people that think that Mark Murphy is making the picks and not um, Brian Gunacus. And if that's the case, if that's the case, how would that work? Because you're right about that. You've got that GM now in the room basically by himself, if you were to believe in that. I would bet my house, which is all I got. <laughs> that, you got a mansion, though. You got a big mansion. That, that, yeah, big mansion. mansion on the <laughs> near east side of Green Bay. I, that, that, I would bet that Mark Murphy is not making the Green Bay Packers picks. I, well, I well thank Brian, you very much. You are. I mean, but a lot of people don't I think, think Br- that. I'm with you on I that, think, too. I just. 
yeah, I'm sure Brian Gutekunst is making these picks. Murphy yeah. has all sorts of administrators. He's not grinding film. I'm sure he's aware of what they're thinking. I think mm-hmm. that's the difference between him and the previous presidents is, you know, they kind of want to know, but they, you know, they didn't have to be told much. I'm sure he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he talks to Gutekunst pretty regularly to know what he's thinking, but I'm guessing he has mm-hmm. zero input on who's the guy they should pick is. I think he's leaving that all to Gutekunst. Okay. So if Goody wants to take a quarterback, if so if, hold up, oh. right? Stop, Steve. Got it now. Come on. Yeah. So if Goody, so if Goody says, "Dude, we're going quarterback at 30, you, you think Murphy goes, "All right, sounds good. Yeah, let's roll with it. We're good." Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, do. I don't buy that. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, Steve, no. buy it, Steve. We'll see. I mean, we got Michael Lombardi coming up. Now it's always a fun interview. That's why I asked that. That's why I asked that. And a half yeah. hour, and, and he tends to now, be on the other side of this. I want you to ask. No, but you can ask him the same question. I just asked Rob. Well, he said the last time he was on that this is going to be more difficult for Green Bay because of Murphy. He said it the last time he was on the Wendy's Big Show last week. He called you Rob. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gary, I'm great. I am so insulted, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I know. I'm losing my mind right now. I got so much information going. I'm losing my mind. I know. I should say Peter. Yeah. Pete Doherty, yeah, not Rob Domoski. Close, though. You don't want to ask him, is uh, Tampa a threat to the Packers real quick? No, we already got that going, Leroy. You already asked him. No, I asked him about O.J. Howard. I asked him about... Well, same thing. I I got one for him, then. I'll ask, because I'll ask you... Go ask the last one. Pete, I'll ask you... that Lombardi question. Pete, I'll ask ask you the question that Gary wants us to ask at 4 o'clock. How does the Packers' offensive lineup match up against the Buccaneers' offensive lineup? Which one do you think is better? I would say, who? I mean, I would need some time to think this through. Evans is yeah. good, and their number two receiver is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Gronkowski's got anything, I would say just kind of winging it and not knowing who the Packers are going to get in the draft, I'd probably lean uh, Bucks. Good, yeah. The same thing I think everybody's going to say. But we'll see at 4 o'clock. Gary thinks a lot of people are going to take the Packers. So we'll see how this plays out at 4. at 2 o'clock. Well, at 2 o'clock, people don't respect the Buccaneers. Nobody thinks they're a threat to the Packers the NFC based on our fans on Twitter and calling in. So we'll see how this goes at 4 o'clock. Pete, thanks so much uh, for calling in, man. Not Rob. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yep, take yep. care. There he is, Pete Doherty, not Rob Domofsky. I'm the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. <laughs> Has your passion outgrown your home? Great Midwest Bank Home Renovation Loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. No wonder I didn't get in the Hall of Fame. Gary don't know who put me in. <laughs> Man, you called Gary Gray Ellerson on his wedding invite to your wedding. You need to stop, too. <laughs> Hey, Gary, tell me all about Pella Windows. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.